0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome to FST Game Day Edition. Week 17 is upon us.
0: For many of you, that means that you are cashing your checks for the holiday season and your championships. Uh, For others, that means uh, you may still have a little bit left to play for. So uh, while Week 17 is not advised by many of us in the fantasy football community, it is still relevant for some playing in best ball leagues or uh, rototype leagues or, frankly, in some straight-up leagues. I know uh, my co-host, Scott Engel, who's sitting to my right today, Uh, You can find him on Twitter at Scott E X. You are competing in one last championship, so good morning and happy holidays, and good luck today.
2: Good morning, and uh, competing for my fourth championship today, and we'll be relying on some Kansas City Chiefs. So that that is always good. I have I'll have uh, three uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Harrison Butker going. So I'm uh, feeling pretty good about my chances to have a fourth championship and to give back to the fantasy community, because uh, as you'll see in my latest season wrap up on Seahawks.com, I'm dead, donating a portion of my w- winnings to uh, Roots, uh, the uh, the charity of choice of Seattle Seahawks running back, Chris Carson.
0: Uh, always a good idea. Uh, I think it's a great call by you, Scott, and always a great idea for people that have cashed some winnings in fantasy football, if it's uh, an amount that you're comfortable with donating I think it's a good idea to donate back to a player on your team. It's, easy, it's not terribly hard to find their favorite charity. Go on Twitter, do a little bit of Google research, you can and you can do that. So uh, we will get into all of the players and all the rankings and Scott's rankings a little bit later. Uh, and right after we talk to Jim, we'll get into some of the playoff scenarios. But first, I want to welcome to the program Jim Day. You can find him on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. That's T-A-Z. And Jim, happy holidays, and I hope you've uh, got a few titles in your back pocket.
3: Hey, Mike. Uh, Yes, happy holidays to both of you guys as well and uh, getting ready for this new year. And I did end up with uh, three championships. Thanks for asking. Uh, I I had hoped for more, but I'll take the three.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not so lucky this year. It's just uh, things fell apart and semifinal weekend, it was a bloodbath for me. So I, I, I cashed a couple of consolation checks to make up for the winnings I thought I might have. So... Uh, ultimately, uh, not that successful of a season for me, but I am competing in some over-under competitions and some other things that will get me back on the good foot. Hopefully, let's go Steelers and let's go Bills. Uh, if you catch my drift, I need the Bengals to go. On my picks, I went 4-0. and uh, but in this competition, somebody else can go 4-0. So uh, it's right down to the wire, as it always is in that competition. So let's get to the playoff scenarios. There is a lot of news, injury news, which we'll get to in a minute. But I always think it's important for people to know which teams are playing for what, Jim. Uh, so um, I'll start out just going through the NFC, where the Rams are trying to cl- – the, the New Orleans Saints have clinched the NFC South Divisional title and home field advantage. I mean, somebody like Dwayne Washington – Uh, could actually be in play for them as they start to rest running backs and wide receivers, and and, uh, clearly we already know that Drew Brees is not playing, Teddy Bridgewater getting the start for New Orleans. Um, The Rams, however, are hosting the Niners. We know that Todd Gurley is going to be out, uh, but uh, the Rams are still playing for a first-round bye. so it's important to note that while somebody like Todd Gurley is out, the Rams are still playing for a lot. Uh, so, with a winner or tie, they clinch a first round bye. Going on to the Bears. The Bears clinch a first round by if they beat the Vikings and the Rams lose to the aforementioned 49ers. Uh, and the Bears are without Allen Robinson today. Uh, they activated Kyle Long. Allen Robinson is out. Eddie Jackson, safety for them, is out. Um, I think they may have another injury, but I'm not remembering off the top of my head. We'll get to all the injury stuff later. The Vikings. They clinch a playoff berth with a win. That's it, Scott. Win and they're in.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, they haven't looked so great overall doing it, but your record is what it was. It says what says you are. Uh, you know, I think the Vikings should be one and done. You know, not as impressive as they were last year.
0: Yeah. So, and lastly, in the NFC, where there are seven teams alive, in the AFC there's eight teams alive. NFC, it's just the six teams that are currently in and the Philadelphia Eagles, who's sitting at 8-7, and Jim. They'll go to Washington. They clinch the playoff berth if Philly wins and Minnesota loses. Not a difficult scenario. Now, you'd rather Minnesota be on the road or something like that, but the interesting thing is people have been waiting for Philly to recapture the magic all year, and just in these last couple of weeks with Nick Foles, it seems like they may have a little something, but they need a little help. The good news for them is they need help from a guy, Kirk Cousins, who does not have a good reputation in winning big games.
3: And he's going against a... Tremendously tough defense in the Chicago Bears Who are also playing for something So, you know, all all signs are pointing up for the Eagles They have a, a definite shot here with the win against Washington Who's no longer playing for anything Totally beat up uh, So this is a definite possibility for them And you have to wonder how much more the legend grows in Philly If no, Nick Foles rebounds them into the playoffs
0: I get some good uh, Adam Schefter news too On incentives for players Nick Foles is staring down A million bucks. If he plays the 33% of the team snaps this year, he earns a million dollars. Right now, I think he's at 24%, but it's expected that he will hit that total of 33% uh, today. So all right, we'll do the AFC playoff scenarios on the other side. We got a little bit of a truncated first segment uh, for this show. So we'll do the other ones, uh, the, the AFC setups on the other side. For now, let me just update you rapid fire on the injuries for today. Todd Gurley, these are all guys that are out today. Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr. Rumors about Odell getting moved already this offseason. It's crazy to me, but um, already those rumors are starting. Yeah, Giants fans don't
2: want him anymore.
0: Some guys don't. Guy, uh, a, lot guy of gi- a, lot, a
2: lot of Giants fans don't want e- Odell Beckham Jr. anymore, but
0: <coughs> I'll, I'll take him on my team any day. Same here. Yeah. Uh, so guys that are out, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Phillip Lindsay. That was unfortunate for those of you competing in championships. You know, if I had played in the championship game in this one league where I got bounced unceremoniously, I would have been waiting on bated breath for Philip Lindsay to have a big game. And when he got knocked out, it would have caused me to lose that championship by a point. So it got it I, mentally. I was like, "Thank God I didn't make the championship yeah, game." Yeah, no, it, it almost make-
2: saved you some more pain. Exactly. Uh, I know. I know it's been a tough, a tough season for you, Mikey, but it'll turn around good things happen to good people you'll be That's all right funny. i mean it was fine
0: yeah six weeks ago it all fell apart matt Breida is out steelers alan, too i'm feeling yeah for you. i agree alan robinson is out dante pettis cam newton carson wentz you're down to the third stringer kyle allen today quincy and because taylor uh, heineke tommy taylor heineke was placed on ir quincy and was out jermaine curse out sammy Watkins out Marquise Goodwin, Ricky Seals Jones, Jordan Reed put on IR, and kickers Chris Poswell and Josh Lambo both placed on IR. We'll continue the injury news and the AFC playoff scenarios after this. FST Game Day Edition on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app on TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio and anywhere else that you've been able to find us. Uh, we'll be here until 10 o'clock Eastern. Then it's Lineup Block Live with myself, Scott, and Corey Parson. Uh, and then we got F- Fantasy Football Live all day. Uh, a whole host of characters, Scott, Corey, um, Joe Galena, George Kurtz, Chris Welsh, Cam Stewart, uh, and then these two guys, uh, Scott and Jim, will be back potentially. Uh, is, are you back on tonight at eight, eight to ten? No. no, that'll be Jim Day, and George Curtis. Uh, that makes sense. Jim and George, uh, Scott's working a full, a very full day today. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> excuse me, holiday revelry uh, got me there. So, um, okay, so uh, a lot of news still to go through as far as injuries are concerned. So I ripped off all the guys that are in IR. Uh doubtful players today. Equinemus St. Brown. Deshaun Jackson, I believe he may have already is extremely unlikely he's gonna play. Guy doesn't want to play there. He's already asking out of Tampa, plus he's been hurt. So I I I can't see him being out there. Um I think everybody's folding up shop there. Dirk Cutter has all but admitted that he's out the door. Uh any scenarios in which he'd be retained as head coach would be unlikely. Uh Vernon Davis also doubtful as is Leonard Fournette. Uh Game time decisions, big ones. Antonio Brown has now gotten, it's not optimistic right now that he's going to play, but it's a true game time decision. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard something earlier than 4 o'clock that he may not be able to play. So those of you that are, pl- are planning on playing Antonio Brown, the 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 ups the upshot of you playing Antonio Brown if you're in week 17 slate is that it's a very balanced slate this week. We have seven 1 o'clock games, eight 4 o'clock games, and the night game so you will have potential options to insert whether it's James Washington on the Steelers or somewhere else Marcus Mariota that's a tough one jim the qb in a do or die game they may be looking at blaine gabbert tonight
3: very possible there's a lot of talk about it going around but you know most people expect him to be on the field but It's definitely going to be a tough call for him health-wise. His body is just breaking down.
0: Yeah. James Conner from the Steelers, also a game-time decision, so hopefully you've backed him up with Jalen Samuels or somebody else. Again, the the balance slate helping you more than uh, usual today. Uh, Expected to play. Doug Baldwin, Jalen Rashard, Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, out of the concussion protocol. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, that's good news. Carlos Hyde, which is important because of the Leonard Fournette news and john brown Uh, john brown another guy with some incentives i'll get to those a little bit later uh guys that will play that were questionable during the week um baldwin is now on that list randall cobb austin eckler deandre hopkins julio jones tevin coleman lamar miller as bill o'brien said he was quote good to go matt stafford chris mccaffrey going for more uh milestones today uh and then Tavon Austin. That's the last one. If a bunch of other questionable guys, so we don't have news on these guys yet, is Rashad Penny, Cordero Patterson, Dontrell Inman, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, Garrett Blunt, Spencer Ware, Chris Ivory, Kiki Kuti, Josh Docton, and Zach Pascal. And I'm going to run through the out players one more time because I did it before the break. I would want to do it again. Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Philip Lindsay, Matt Breida, Allen Robinson, Dante Pettis, Cam Newton. His backup Heineke is out because he went to IR. Carson Wentz, Quincy Inunua, Jermaine Curse, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Goodwin, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jordan Reed, Chris Boswell, Josh Lambo. The one thing I'd say, so many players got these last two weeks going to IR. This is really more of roster management than anything else. These players can be just a little too bit too banged up to play today, or maybe they could suck it up. But they're trying to retain some players that might be on a practice squad that they don't want to get signed off of it and make sure that they have enough movement on the roster that they can bench guys and make them inactive. The IR doesn't really hurt them now because the season's over.
2: Yeah, not really at this point. And a lot of the guys we see, we go on IR. We it's, it, it's not a really surprise
0: to any of us. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Jim, any any comments there on all that injury stuff? I mean, there's just a ton of guys there that are useful and important players. I mean, the Steelers are, are fighting for their lives for a playoff spot. And Antonio Brown and James Conner, who was thought to maybe be back, could both be out again.
3: Well, James Conner's practiced all week, but they still are saying that they want to test him out pregame just to make sure the ankle holds up. Uh, you know, all signs point to him playing today. But, you know, the fact that they're still not 100% sure has got to give you a little cause for concern. You know, it may put Jalen Samuels back in the mix for a lot of people this week.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, let me do the AFC playoff scenarios here. Uh, Kansas City clinches the, AFC, uh, clinches the AFC West division title and home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with a win today. That's all they need to do. Uh, there's There are scenarios where they can... <laughs> Clinch the AFC West and a first round bye, but not home field advantage all the way throughout. Uh, because if they. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's tons of other scenarios in which they can still have advantages, but not home field advantage. Uh, New England Patriots, they clinch home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with a win and a Casey and a Chargers loss. The Chargers. Uh, are in second place in the AFC West. But if the Chiefs were to lose and they won, they would win the AFC West and home field advantage all the way throughout the playoffs. So uh, the Chargers can either be the number five seed or the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, the Houston Texans, it's just amazing, Jim, that the Pats, through all this stuff, and people say, ah, that's not a vintage Pats team. And it isn't, and it doesn't appear to be. But they're ten and five, going for eleven and five, and they could be the number one seed throughout the playoffs if the Raiders somehow step up.
3: And we've seen, you know, Oakland come up with a couple of big wins this year in games that they weren't expected to. I don't expect that to happen today, but you know, we've seen it, so it it's not out of the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah, Uh, Houston clinches the AFC South division title and home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs with uh, a whole bunch of stuff other than their win. They need New England and KC and the Chargers to lose, and they need to clinch a tie in strength of victory tiebreakers, which is far too much to get into right now. The Ravens, pretty simple. They win. Uh, They beat Cleveland today. They clinch the AFC North Division title in a first-round bye. The good news for me as a Steelers fan is that even though the Browns technically aren't playing for anything, Scott, they are kind of playing for something. They're playing for an eighth win, going over five hundred, and the Browns, obviously, since Hugh Jackson left, have been a completely different team. So the Browns are sort of playing for really trying to play spoiler and put themselves in a better position than they've been in a long time.
2: Yeah, they actually came out publicly and said, look, they're playing for a playoff spot, so we're going to play like we're playing for something. And, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's had a very impressive year, but, you know, the way this Baltimore defense went out and played in Los Angeles uh, I I see it very tough for Cleveland to put up a good amount of points today. This, I agree. this, this is going to be a low scoring game. Uh, when you when you play against the Ravens, you know they take time off the clock. It's it's not just what they do on the field. It's it's you know on on the field offensively they slow things down. So I don't see this being a high scoring game whatsoever, which is no shock.
0: Yeah. the The only thing I would say, Jim, as a counterpoint to what Scott says, and I'll let you comment on it. As much as they dominated the Chargers, before that Antonio Gates fumble at the end of that game, the Chargers are dry, driving for the go-ahead score. And they got dominated. But to my the point I'm really trying to make is the Ravens are going a little bit old school, running the ball a lot, playing good defense, but that does sometimes force them into tighter games. So one score either way i know a lot of nfl games are like this but one score either way they don't create distance for themselves offensively in in the in the context of the game that makes sense
3: right they're not an offense that is is you know set up to put up a lot of points like you said like scott said they're made to slow down the clock to you know well not slow down the clock slow down the game keep the clock running as much as possible with that big running game with you know Lamar Jackson also including in the running game and trying to keep the other team's offense off the field and then the other team has to try and come on in short time and try and play well against a really tough defense which just makes it a totally frustrating you know thing for opposing offenses because of the way this game plan is coming together since Lamar Jackson has come in. You know, it's not that Lamar Jackson is such a, a great quarterback. It's just this whole game scheme has really come together for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, keep going through the AFC uh, stuff. Uh, Chargers, like I mentioned, they can be home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they win. And the Chiefs lose because uh, they would be at their 12th win, the only ones in the AFC. Uh, Indianapolis, and Tennessee, do or die. Indianapolis can actually win the FC South Division title if Houston were to lose uh, to Jacksonville, and they won. But really, this is about tonight's game. Whoever wins clinches the playoff berth. We'll throw the tie to the side because that, the tie would help the Steelers tremendously if they were to win. But it's Indianapolis or Tennessee. Whoever wins uh, is in. They, they both have opportunities to win the divisional title, but we don't need to get into that. And then finally... The Steelers, very simple. Uh, they need to win, and Baltimore has to lose. They can clinch a playoff berth if with the Indianapolis-Tennessee tie if they were to win, but it seems... I mean, we've had a couple of ties, but trying to root for a tie is kind of absurd. Um, anyway, so that's it for that. We, we had a
3: to, bunch in the beginning of the season.
0: We haven't had any since. Yeah, exactly. We had uh, in week one and week two, I believe we had ties, and then we haven't seen any since. So a few fun uh, incentives... Let me get to the other stories. So Teddy Bridgewater starting, Jim, there's been a lot of buzz for him concerning this offseason. People thought it might be kind of an heir apparent to Drew Brees. There's no indication that that's going to be the case unless Drew Brees decides to, if he were to win a Super Bowl and decided to walk away, then maybe the Saints are in on Teddy Bridgewater. But realistically, Teddy Bridgewater is going to see some sort of free agency windfall, it seems, do you think there's a lot riding on today's audition or is this just Teddy getting back out there and breaking another milestone for himself in his comeback from a devastating knee injury?
3: No, it's definitely a good audition for him. There are going to be teams looking at him and wanting to see if they can acquire him in the offseason. season. Uh, you know, me personally, I was hoping the giants would be one of them, but it really is starting to look like Eli's coming back for another year. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, as, as crazy as that sounds. Um, <laughs> But it's true. It does. So I don't think it's going to be the Giants, but there are definitely going to be teams out there looking at Bridgewater. Good young quarterback. I I just think he's only going to get better with more playing time. And uh, I actually snuck him into a couple of DFS lineups uh, today.
0: Oh, boy. Um, So we'll we'll be talking to Ricky Sanders at 1015 today to go over uh, DFS specifically. But we'll do some lineups here a little bit later. Scott, Jim, and myself, I, I put one in. So... Uh, Scott, another piece of news was Quincy Nunwa got ex- got signed by the Jets to a four-year extension, $20 million. Um, they have Robbie Anderson there. Now they commit to Quincy Nunwa at a pretty reasonable price. He's not somebody that's a number one receiver for them, but they feel like they can get this guy, $20 million guaranteed. It's four years for 36 with $20 million guaranteed. They have him at a reasonable price. I guess the only thing that surprised me is, and then what does have an injury history, including a neck injury. So they committed a bunch of money. I think it's indicative that the organization likes him a lot. And maybe in particular, Darnold likes working with him. Yeah. What I think they
2: want to do is, you know, they want to start to like build the familiar crew around Sam Darnold that he gets comfortable with. And Anderson's obviously becoming one of those guys. He wasn't comfortable early in the year before he got hurt. But when, when a was healthy, he can be a real chain mover, a real possession yeah, guy I, for that for that team. And even even if he can't stay healthy, you know, if he does, maybe they have the luxury of him being the third receiver and they pick up another guy who can be a playmaker. You know, the the, the Jets the Jets have had various type of issues this year. Injuries have been wanted, we've seen some growing pains with the quarterback, but I really believe that they think that they have a future. Uh, you know, they might want to try to bolster the running game a little bit more. And I think there's a lot that they have to do defensively. But I believe that at the all-important quarterback position, I think they believe that they're set for the future. and They they want to have the right crew around him. You, you've you seen it. We've seen it all around the league with the best quarterbacks that they have familiar with receivers with them for long stretches of their year. Look at Brady. He's got Gronkowski. He's got Edelman. Aaron Rodgers... Yeah, you know, he's, he's had Randall Cobb and Devontae Dev, Adams, and he's had he's had Enjoyed some others. You look time. at Roethlisberger; he's had Antonio Brown forever. Andrew Luck has T. Y. Hilton. Russell Wilson has Doug Baldwin. Uh, you know, Cam Newton's still searching for somebody, but we could argue whether he's whether he's a top quarterback or not. Philip Rivers has Keenan, Keenan Allen. So, a few years from now, you know they want to be able to say that. You know, Sam Darnold has Robbie Anderson. He's also got Quincy Enunwa. You don't want to have one guy to look to. It's like you know, as a Steelers fan, to have Antonio Brown and Juju. That's great for a quarterback because yeah. I don't look. A lot of quarterbacks they elevate the play of them around them. But look at Aaron Rodgers this year. He's had a down year because outside of the outside of Devonte Adams, he hasn't had anybody. So you want to have at least two dependable guys for your franchise quarterback if you
0: can. Yeah, so I think... Now,
3: can I just interject a quick yeah, point here?
0: Yeah, look, let me just Actually, set, up Robbie Ant- well, let me set up one thing, Jim. And, and I would just say that in general, the Jets have so much cap room that I think this is just one piece of the puzzle. They, they probably will be going after a number one, whether it's through the draft or free agency at some point. Go ahead, Jim. Sorry.
3: Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, going into next year, Robbie Anderson is a restricted free agent. So it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that as well.
0: True. Uh, Okay, a couple of incentives today. I'm mentioning these because you might think in DFS or in some of your seasonal leagues, these are guys that might have a little bit extra something to play for. Raiders wide receiver Seth Roberts has a $150,000 incentive for 45 receptions. He needs five catches to get into the money. Ravens wide receiver Michael Crabtree has a half million dollar incentive for finishing this season with sixty plus catches. He's at fifty-two. He's not not going to get there. Eight more, I know. Unless they throw him eight screens, (laughs) they might. In the fourth quarter, it's not going to happen. They might though. If you feel like they get a lead, that's somebody to go for. How about another Ravens wide receiver, John Brown? Four hundred thousand dollar incentive for forty-five receptions this season. He's got forty-one right now, so he needs four more to collect. $100,000 $100,000 as far of the incentive. He's already earned $300,000 for the 35 catches. Um, one minute. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's it. There's a couple other things there. Uh, one last guy you should probably give props to before we go to the quarterbacks. Kyle Williams of the Buffalo Bills announces he's going to retire after this game. Yeah. He, they are declaring Kyle Williams Day today in Erie County, New York. So he's a guy that I think we saw last year and him making the playoffs at. The organization, the players, the teammates, the community love this guy. He's a player that I think people will, while he has not gotten a lot of fanfare over the course of his career, he's had a long, successful career, and people are really happy that Jim Day he's gets out. an
2: incentive for doing 17 weeks of fantasy football broadcasting. Originally, he balked at it and
0: said he only wanted to do 16 Oh, there you go.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, it's Jim Day Day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. come back. We'll do quarterbacks. Scott's rankings from Roto Expert. week 17 thanks for joining us on the fantasy sports radio network and if you're at the game or you just got a gut feeling no problem now you can bet from anywhere anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform with my bookie mobile platform you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go so try it out today and you'll never miss Another winning bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and mybookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yeah, that's right. 1000 bucks. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So... Um, let's get to the QBs, the rankings. we got other stories, coaching changes stories. Probably save those for a little bit later. Uh, but uh, we'll get to the rankings now. Uh, Scott Engel, you can find these on rotoexperts.com. Just go right to the homepage. They're, they're posted up there right now. They're free. So, yeah, and they are free. Free to all listeners, free to all readers. Uh, no surprise here, Pat Mahomes coming in at number one, top projected quarterback really across the industry going up against the Oakland Raiders. They put up over 40 points against the Raiders when they played them a few weeks back, even though the It'll game be twice was as much today. closer than expected. What was that? It'll be twice as much today. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger comes in at number two. Uh, he'll be without potentially Antonio Brown and maybe even James Conner. Matt Ryan comes in at number it three. Looks, it looks like Conner's going to play. He's practiced all week. Yeah. Antonio Brown
2: could pull a T.Y. Hilton today. It could be a thing where he doesn't practice all week. But, yeah, and then maybe they look at him in warm-ups. But uh, they're going to push him as hard as he can because they really need this game. No kidding.
3: Well, the last time he was in this kind of situation wasn't it a couple of years ago in the playoffs when it, it wasn't expected he was going to play because he was so badly injured. And yeah. Then he comes in the game and goes for 136 yards yep. and two scores.
0: That's right. That's exactly what.
2: That's why if he plays, and you're playing today, you activate him. You don't start playing games in your head and saying, "Oh, he might be a decoy," or you know, they, he he might he might get moved out of the game early. Unless you
0: see those reports, don't make up worries in your head that don't exist. Yeah, and there's no decoying today. Like there's way wow. too much on the line for this team. Um, It'll be a colossal failure. You know where the decoy thing came
2: from? You don't see it a lot today. It's like if guys aren't ready, they just don't play. That was a Calvin Johnson thing. That Calvin Johnson used to, the, the Lions used to activate him and make him a decoy and not throw to him. And all of a sudden, that caught on. Like every wide receiver is going to
0: do it. Has TY he why Hilton been a decoy in the last few weeks. The Pats no. have done that historically. The Pats have done a little bit of that too, with various. I, guys. I think fantasy football wise, have really caught on with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, people are, look. There are scenarios, to Scott's point, Jim. There are scenarios where we see the words pitch count or snap count, and then we have to pay that Calvin Cook. We yeah. have to pay mind to that. But outside of reading or hearing that, you really can't assume it.
3: No, you can never assume it uh, without it, without hearing that come from somebody in the organization or the player themselves at some point. Uh, outside of that, no, if they're going to start, like Scotty says, don't get cute, don't try to outthink uh, you know everything else that's going on. There's too much we don't know going on behind the scenes. If you, they're stepping on the field, especially studs like Antonio Brown, you have to put him in your starting lineup if you're playing in Week 17. Yeah,
2: yeah and if you're, playing, if you're playing in DFS and he's active, You know, some people still might be shy about it, so all the more
0: reason to plug him in in daily. Yeah, I think it's a tournament week type of week uh, across the board. Uh, I I know that's what um, Leone, Mike Leone, and Drew Dinkmeyer think. It's a a better tournament week than it is a cash week. So keep going through the rankings. Matt Ryan at number three. Because the team is so bad, people don't realize how good Matt Ryan has been this year statistically. He's been awesome. The thing, the thing about
2: Matt Ryan, and I've said it before, and I've said this with Jim on other shows too, is when, when, some, when some guys just produce up to expectations and don't produce above or below, people don't talk about it. People don't consider Matt Ryan sexy because Matt Ryan is delivering what he's supposed to deliver. It's not exciting. But Matt Ryan, the exciting part is you plug him in this week. You play in in Week 17. You're going to win an exciting amount of money in your seasonal fantasy football league. Jim, That's I'm going to you, know.
0: I'm gonna ask you a trivia question. Could, could, would you take a guess as to how many total touchdowns Matt Ryan has this year?
3: Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure I know this, but I'm going to double-check my head. I'm. I, I think it's – he's got – I want to say thirty-six, but it might be thirty-seven.
0: Good job, Jim. Uh, Thirty-six and uh, and only six interceptions. That's crazy. He's got forty-five hundred yards right now. He's got (laughs) thirty-six. Look,
2: this this, team—the top four touchdown passes of Mahomes, Luck, uh, Ryan, and Wilson. Right.
0: I'm sorting it Right. right now. Yeah.
3: But, uh, yeah. the, you know, this team got derailed early on by the loss yes. of DeFonte definitely Freeman definitely. and the killer uh, of the defense, all, all those main starters just getting hit, hurt early and being out most of the season. And they just never recovered from That's that. exactly right. Look, Tevin Coleman showed he was not a number one. Yeah. And, you know, he couldn't take over that DeFonte Freeman role.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody suffered more this year from, like, lackluster play than Tevin Coleman did. He was looking at some sort of free agency windfall. He may still get it. But I don't think anybody's gonna point down. He showed
2: lot. he showed that he cannot be a feature back. Right. That he's part of a timeshare. And and he'll probably end up in the same situation that he did with Devonta Freeman, but you know, maybe at best like he'll be the lead runner, but he hasn't other than the game against Arizona
0: and everybody runs wild on Arizona. He he was a big disappointment. Yeah. Uh, keep going through these uh, uh, cast of characters on the quarterbacks for week 17. Uh, Andrew Luck at number 4. Lamar Jackson at number 5. Scott likes him to have a big game there. Phil Rivers at number 6. Deshaun Watson at 7. Aaron Rodgers at 8. Nick Foles at 9. Josh Allen at 10. Josh Allen's a little bit of a DFS favorite today as well. Jared Goff at 11. Derek Carr at number 12. I mean, they, they put up a lot of points against the Chiefs last time around, so
2: um, these, these these are a little warped from what you usually see during the season because a lot of the regular that you got a handful of regular starters where you know they're not going to play or they could get rested. You know, I've already got a question on Twitter Russell Wilson or Jim, well, Phillip Rivers. You don't know that Wilson's going to play a full game. You, you, you don't. You know, the Seahawks here's something what a lot of NFL
0: fans don't know, average clarification. When we were talking earlier about not knowing if a guy's going to play a full game or not, that's injury-related. We're now talking about serious doubts as to whether or not starters are going to finish games because there's nothing on the line, and the Seahawks are playing next week done they're I've from, talked to a lot of the Seahawks yeah, but, fans about, about
2: this. They just don't get it. They are they are locked into like a road wild card game. A lot of a lot of fans will say, "Well, I want them to play Dallas instead of Chicago." The team doesn't look at it that way. Unless they they can't change the fact that they're playing on the road. They can't change the fact that you know that they're not going to host host the game. So the, to me, to, to the NFL team, I'm not saying maybe they, they could look at it, okay, if we go, don't go to Chicago, we won't play in cold weather. Maybe that's the one thing they do consider. But I've seen it so many times in the past where it's between a fifth and a sixth team. The fans care. The team doesn't. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Well, I was just going to say, look, I, if I'm Seattle, I'd much rather go to Dallas than go to Chicago. I just would. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no reason, you know, to want to go to Chicago, play Chicago in that cold weather, in their defense, in that stadium. I, I'm sorry, I'd take Dallas over that anytime. So, you know, I'm not totally buying that they don't care. I, I'm sorry, as an as a franchise, they should absolutely care because I'd much rather play Dallas than Chicago.
2: It, it is possible. You make all the sense in the world, Jim. But I've seen this a lot in the past, and you have too, because you've been watching the NFL for years. We'll make all the sense from the outside from this, but the team, is, there's a possibility, and I'm not saying that they do, there's a possibility that they don't care, that they want to keep everybody healthy for a playoff game. There could be a mentality in the locker room, we don't care who we play. We don't care who we play. We're going to the playoffs in a road game. That's it. Whoever we play, put them in front of us. And, you know, we can sit here and analyze it. Jim, you make a lot of sense. I'm not debating that you do. But, you know, if we do, then, then, then we can also say, well... Would we rather play? Uh, would we rather play Chicago on paper than Dallas? And the team's just not looking at it that way. I've seen it so many times in the past where it's like a
0: third or a fourth seating or a fifth or a sixth, and the NFL team just doesn't care, and the fans end up stunned. Teams that are uh, one team's quarterback that is playing for something is Tom Brady. They're playing the Jets today uh, in New England. I think that's a two touchdown spread right now. Uh, and the guy we we're just talking about, Russ Wilson, is at number fourteen. Mitch Trubisky at fifteen. Kirk Cousins at sixteen. <sighs> I mean, they're playing the Bears, so that's why Cousins is so low. But man, he's been a, he's been a disappointment. Totally. But the, but if there's one team and one player, man, that has so much riding on today's game, the Steelers have a lot. But I I almost feel like Minnesota's got even more. They plunked down eighty four million for yeah. him, Jim he has not played well in big games in the course of his career and they're going up against a blood rival today in a home game they have to win and you would have to you would think that cousins is going to be a part of it because the bears shut down the run too
3: yeah, Bears are a tough defense. If Minnesota has any chance, and Cousins has to come up big in this game, uh, he, he definitely has to get those receivers involved. Look, Diggs has had a, a great career against Chicago. He, he's done. He has had some really big games against them. They're going to need him to step up once again. Uh, you know, he has a, a matchup that he prefers that works well for him, and they need to get him really going in this game. Otherwise, they're not going to have any shot at all.
0: The, the Bears uh, are, are allowing three point eight yards per rush. Only five rushing touchdowns. They've co- totally limited teams rushing the ball. They've done great passing the ball as well because they pick off the ball so much, but reality is uh, your cousins going to have to stay away from those 27 interceptions, which is, that, that's why Dalvin
2: cook has to step up and be a key guy today for the, uh, for, for the Minnesota Vikings. And if you feel a daring, you know, be contrarian, go against him in daily, just all the numbers you threw out. But from a strategic perspective, a, he can take pressure off the quarterback, and B, they're so good against the run. Well, put him in space where he can catch the ball. That would
0: have to be and the way to do it.
2: That 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 helps the, the quarterback. It helps the other wide receivers. Dalvin Cook is a key today for the Minnesota Vikings. But I would
0: just argue, uh, I, I I don't. You're not wrong. I'm just talking in terms of game planning. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, but you're looking at the team that. Is one of the tops in the league with a one two wide receiver punch, and they paid the quarterback 84 million bucks. Like, it's this is the game, you have to do it. How do you help those receivers though? You with a guy like Dalvin, of course, Cook? I think he can be part of the game plan. Yeah. And they used Kyle Rudolph extensively last week. There's other, other ways to do it, but finally, I'm just saying, like, when, when the money's on the line, Jim Kirk Cousins has all the money, you got two wide receivers that uh, are awesome. They just need to get it done. It doesn't matter how good the Bears' defense is.
3: You're right, they, and that's exactly how they should be approaching this game. No, no matter what, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. Steph on As Scotty was just referencing before, doesn't matter who's on the other side. You just got to go out and win the game, uh, and that's what they need to do. That they, they can't get caught up in worrying about the defense.
0: Steph, they just got to play their Adam game. Luckily, they're at he's home. Right. He's totally right. Sorry to cut you off. You're totally right. Steph Diggs and, and Adam Thielen can't be worried about. Can't be worried about it. There's one guy that you have to worry about more than anybody else, and I'd throw three guys at Khalil Mack if I needed to to keep him off of Cousins. It, it's the biggest worry you, for them. You can't, to,
2: Like I tell fantasy players all the time too, you can't always assume that the defense
0: is going to win on every single right. single snap, especially against the top players in the league. Right. Uh, and the offense has been better since they got rid of John DeFilippo, uh as offensive coordinator. Uh, maybe they haven't played the best teams, but nonetheless, the, the offense has seen an uptick, including Dalvin Cook.
2: And this could be a low-scoring game that the Vikings could win because, you know, they're you look at the fact that Allen Robinson is out on the other side, uh, who does Mitch Trubisky really have to go to? Even though Robinson's been disappointing, he commands a lot of defensive attention. So this could be a low-scoring game where we're just like one throw to Stephon
0: Diggs could really make the difference. Yeah, and and you're talking about they're playing at 425. The Rams are playing at 425. This gets to the second half. The Rams are up a billion on the Niners. The Bears could start pulling guys off the field. I know we're speculating wildly on that, but it could happen. The way, There's going to the, be a little bit of scoreboard the the watching Niners today. The way the Niners have
2: played recently, the fact is. It's a divisional game, and I'm not saying you necessarily. Oh, I'm not. have talked about that. with Jim about this. You can't assume game flow either. Uh, the way the Niners have played recently, it's a divisional game. I see a lot of talk about you know that that, that, that the Rams are going to jump out to this huge league and then lead, and then yeah. the starters are going to get pulled. You can't assume that. You, you just can't. And I'm not no. saying you were. No, no, I'm not assuming that.
1: I,
0: I'm saying an if scenario. Were you? Were you? Were you assuming that? Uh, no. no, James, I was not. Sorry. Uh, James, so keep going. No. Uh, Nick Mullins, the guy I mean, we are like talking about. I like my
3: mother there. At number 17.
0: <laughs> uh, Baker at 18. Sam Darnold at 19. Teddy Bridgewater at 20. Case Keenum, Josh Johnson, Marcus Mariota, Matthew Stafford round out the top 24. So... Um, you know, a lot on the line here from a DFS standpoint. <laughs> Mahomes is a clear number one guy. Uh, some other options that you like are um, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, with a team total over 30, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. I think uh, Josh Allen is interesting in some GPP stacks, as is Teddy Bridgewater. If you really want to punt, and it could be his last start ever as a starting QB, Blake Bortles I'm about, is out I'm there. Not, I'm not with that that <gasps> way. Just say, just for old time. I all did in guys.
3: one in one DFS. Yeah, I did one DFS lineup just for old times' sake. That makes it
0: sound like we have good memories of the guy. Blake Bortles helped <laughs> me win. A dynasty league championship. I swear he oh, did. Oh,
2: a few years ago when he was playing from behind. He yeah, was. Yeah. I
0: know. But he was a good fantasy quarterback. I've never touted right. how good Top he was. 10, he's a good athlete. couple years there. And he was. You're right, Jim. He was really good because they played I'd rather so take much.
2: my chances with Bridgewater than He played, played one of the
0: worst football games I've ever seen a quarterback play on a Thursday he's been, night game a couple horrible years ago. this year. And he scored over 30 points from he a got fantasy You for standpoint. Kessler. I know. <laughs> Kessler was actually worse. worse. So he's back. Right. He is, he's back. So, uh, that's it. But talk about somebody who's not going to be highly owned. That's right. That's right, James. Low ownership. Should I use the quarterback from Carolina then? All right, let's do some QB prop bets here. So, we only got a minute to go. (laughs) Uh, Let's start with the top. Pat Mahomes, 280 and a half passing yards against the Raiders. What do you think? Definitely goes over.
3: I'm pretty sure, yeah, Scott thinks he's going to throw about 500. <laughs> I, I think he goes over as well.
0: How about the other side of the ball, Derek Carr at 251 and a half? Over. That Kansas City defense yeah, is, I
2: agree is with that. disgusting. Uh,
0: let's see who
2: else. The cost them in the who playoffs. Who else?
3: Now, look. Can we wait, Can we just break off for one quick second yeah. and talk about uh, one, two players that everybody's been asking me about all week? Is yeah. Damian Williams and Spencer Ware? With Spencer Ware looking like he's going to play, yeah. what are your thoughts on who Sorry. plays and how much is this a real timeshare or does Damian Williams continue to be the lead back here?
2: I I think Damian Williams continues to be the lead back. Uh, you know, Ware's coming back from a hamstring injury. It doesn't look like he's 100%. And Williams has played so well, even if they split, I feel like he can make the most of every touch and give you better fans some numbers.
0: I think he's still a decent play. It does throw some cold water on it, but I think he's still a decent play. I have top five. But uh, All right, we'll come back. Ooh, we're actually going to talk five. running backs. I like that thing. Yeah, we're going to talk running That's backs it. right after this. On an FST game day edition. Got no. Angle's rankings on running backs right after this.
1: Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yes, a merry holiday to you and yours. Ebenezer Scrooge here. No, I'm not here to tell you about the importance of the holiday season. I assure you. I'm here to tell you that during this festive time of the year, you cannot end up like my fantasy teams. Quite dead, as Jacob Marley. But there is a chance at hope for you. Go to your nearest mobile telephone app store and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. For free, you get the help of many fantasy analysts with as much wisdom as the fantasy spirits of past, present, and yet to come. Download the app, listen to their words, and win fantasy matches so you can decrease your fantasy league surplus population. If you want the merry feelings of the holiday season all year, then you must download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Otherwise, be forced to wear the fantasy chains of failure that you forged in life.
0: Message and data rates may apply.
1: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Herd. To get your complimentary bottle, text youth to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Fantasy Sports Today Week 17 is really really hard because you just don't know who's going to play. You don't know what coaches are lying. And you think of the Cowboys. What did Jason Garrett say? Everyone who's healthy plays. Well, Mister Garrett, what's your definition of healthy? And what's your definition of plays? You know, if he has a hangnail, is that not healthy? So now he sits. Is your definition of plays a quarter, a series, a half? You know, that's why it's very very tricky here to figure out what these uh, coaches and what these players are going to do. It's a gamble. Weekends, 8 a.m. Eastern on TSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.